0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Over 7 million different animals inhabit our planet. In India, I met farmers whose crops have been literally washed away by historic flooding. In America, I've witnessed unprecedented droughts in California, In Greenland and in the Arctic, I was astonished to see that ancient glaciers are rapidly disappearing well ahead of scientific predictions. All that I've seen and learned on my journey has absolutely
1: terrified me.
0: So the question now is whether we will have the courage to act before it's too late. And how we answer will have a profound impact On the world that we leave behind, not just to you, but to your children and to your grandchildren. As a president, as a father, and as an American, I'm here to say, we need to act. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris.
1: And I'm Angie.
0: And we're doing the news again.
1: Yes. I've been waiting for this day for a while now. There's so many stories happening right now in conservation. Of course, Mm -hmm. animal conservation, our passion. So we're back yes. and it feels good. Yes.
0: Yes. A doing the news. I don't know why I always think of Anchorman when I think about doing the news. Maybe it's <laughs> cause I, I grew up in San Diego, but <laughs> Will Ferrell. It's a
1: hilarious movie. It's a hilarious yes, movie.
0: Yes. Very good. Very good movie. No, so yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, sorry we've been away. It's, you know, it, we've been busy. You know, stuff will come out in a few weeks on what's been going on. Uh, don't need to address it today, but we do have two species. That we're gonna be covering the next week, couple of weeks. Angie and I are excited oh, for yes. Halloween coming up. Yes,
1: it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I know.
0: yeah, we got two we really good did the, ones coming. Uh, the
1: burrowing owl last yes. week, which is yes. uh I think it's one of my new favorites. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's oh for my God. Halloween and owls are amazing.
0: They are in that one. You guys, if you have not listened to that one, please, please, please listen to that one, especially when Angie gets ready to play the rattlesnake sound. Oh, my God. I listen to that like three times, four times a day just to crack up. It's
1: the best. (laughs) Bloopers are always the best. Oh, my God. That
0: one's the best. There's
1: shows just about bloopers, right?
0: Oh, that and the platypus when you're like, what species? We're halfway through recording and Angie's like, what species are we covering again?
1: <laughs> it's like... My brain can only fit so many things in a day, and recording in the evening, it's about pride.
0: I know, I know, I know, I know. We'll see know, how we do, but it's,
1: it's fun. It's always fun, and yeah, with, yeah. with conservation, we often cover some heavy topics, which we will be yes. today. Um, yeah, we're going to state- start
0: with the bad stuff, right? I mean, yes. we're going to start with the bad stuff today, and then we're going to end it on a great note. This There's some good stuff out there, too.
1: Absolutely, yes. We'll educate and inform and then bring it all home. And that way, too, hopefully you'll have some solutions and ideas of what you can do to help animals in conservation mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well.
0: All right, right, right. So you have bad news. I oh, don't know.
1: I do. And this one is just uh, really tug tugs at my heartstrings uh, mm-hmm. because I am a bird nerd. And we just covered the burrowing owl last week. right. Uh, And we have yet to do a citizen, which that's a fancy word for a parrot species. Mm -hmm. But it's been on my list. Actually, I want to do the Puerto Rican parrot soon. But Mm -hmm. I read just two days ago and was exploring some articles that the stunning bright blue macaw species called the Spix Mm -hmm. macaw, which was adorned and, and really just made popular by the movie Rio. It's an, an animated movie mm-hmm. about a bird, and it's a blue macaw, um, the Spix macaw. This species is now extinct in the wild, researchers believe.
0: Uh, yeah. No good, no good, mm, no good, no good, I know. no good. a new
1: study by BirdLife International, which is a great group. If you don't like them on Facebook, they'll keep you really informed. And But anyways, they've reported that, yes, this uh, this Spix macaw, which is the main character of the animated movie Rio, Mm-hmm. is no longer in the wild however there are some of these gorgeous and stunning flyers uh that live under human care but they're just no longer found their natural mm. habitat so there's still hope for them i mean if, yeah, if uh yeah. if uh yeah. the different zoos and um and animal care facilities potentially could get together and i don't know what the numbers are i couldn't find the number uh living under human care but mm. there's there's a chance that perhaps through breeding that there could always be re-released or things like that but um it's just it's just too bad because yeah, i i'm gosh. a big fan of of movies in general especially animated cartoons about animals right, right. so fun i can't wait till my boys get old enough to start introducing them mm-hmm. to lion king and there's Rio will definitely be mm-hmm, one of them. There's mm-hmm. just so many classics out mm-hmm. there. Uh, but I was, always, I'm always hopeful that when we see some of these species in movies that people love them more and want to help work towards saving them more. And this just goes to show that sometimes it's not the case or, or maybe, maybe when people see Animals played in, as a cartoon animal, they don't movies, really, yeah. they don't really understand the real plight that's going on in the wild. Mm-hmm. And that could be argued for many species, lions, tigers, all that. But, mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, yeah, so it's,
0: it, it's, I mean, and it's the Amazon too. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this, uh, harpy eagle, the, the river dolphins. I mean, it's such a, a hot spot in the world uh, that's being exploited by man you know uh, slash and burn agriculture and that's why you know we talk about ways to reduce meat consumption things like that so if we can decrease demand worldwide of of meat products especially you know beef and stuff like that then there'll there'll be less destruction i guess and there's a lot of other things going on down there too so it's sad when you you hear these amazon animals yeah you know, and to, to be
1: completely honest i know um a lot about a few different species of, of citizens or parrots, but I don't really know a lot about the Spix macaw. And so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to potentially cover them. Do
0: an episode. Yeah. And
1: yeah, in, in the future. So, uh, we can learn more about them before it's too late and maybe get some more people interested in, in their plight here. Um, right, because it's right. definitely perked just, my interest because yeah. they're just, uh, Chris can put a picture on this show notes. They're just stunning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, blue is one yeah. of green's my favorite color. Blue is my second favorite yeah. color. So here's a, a bird just made up of these beautiful blues and of yeah. like teal colors. They
0: are, they are blue. Uh, they are, they are, they're pretty. <clears throat> well, um, let's keep, uh, it reminds me of Jim Winepress. Hey, Jim, how you doing?
1: <laughs> we miss you. I know when you
0: did the news, it was always negative. <laughs> so, so I don't know why I just thought of you, but this one, you know, um, climate change and something Angie and I, I think Angie and I should be proud of in trying to reduce carbon emissions because climate change is making the news, you know, the politics in the United States and now Brazil, you know, we were just talking about down there, you know, ignoring climate change. It's, it's not okay. And, and this came out on a recent study that, and I'll just read the, the the first byline is, the world's leading climate scientists have warned there's only a dozen years, so we have about 12 years, for global warming to be kept to a minimum of one and a half degrees Celsius rise right now. We have 12 years to, to stop it. Um, and then it will only go up to one and a half degrees Celsius. If we keep doing what we're doing, I'm going to read this article further, we're going to go way past it. Because... What the scientists are worried, if we go past that, then like even half a degree. So if we go from one and a half to two, which we're on a trajectory, I believe to, we're over three right, right I, now. Right.
1: If we keep going uh, the rate that we're going.
0: Correct. Yeah. yeah. We will go over three degrees C uh, and global temperature rise. If we only go from one and a half to two, the scientists, and these were, you know, hundreds of scientists doing this. Only half a degree will worsen the risk of drought, floods, extreme heat, and poverty for hundreds of millions of people because because of drought and all the things that could affect sub-Sahara Africa, Asia, parts of South America. Sure. I mean, Chris, we so, just
1: recently in Florida, yeah. we had a Hurricane Michael come through the Florida Gulf Coast mm-hmm. panhandle, and I think it was one of the uh, – besides its historic size and devastation, but right. it was – But it was also one of the few times in October, this is towards the end of hurricane season here in Florida, that we've had Mm -hmm. a hurricane like this make landfall, then let alone do the crazy amount of damage that this one did.
0: Oh, God. Like, yeah, it's St. Joseph's, I was just there last year. it's unprecedented. It's gone.
1: It's gone. mm -hmm. It's all gone. Unprecedented. And of course, hurricanes throughout time have made landfall in the United States, Mm -hmm. and they've Um, done a lot of devastation, but uh, typically not in October.
0: Yeah. And this big, big. and this big, if we let it go to two degrees C, it will probably wipe out all the coral reefs in, in the world because of acidification and everything it's doing to the oceans. So this is the line in the sand that they're saying that the scientists say we have to do something. The right now, what we're seeing is Global temperatures are already a degree C warmer. So, again, like Angie just said, devastating hurricanes were seen. The droughts in Cape Town. Cape Town ran out of water. Forest fires are bigger. This study referenced 6,000 articles. 6,000. Wow. I'm so, glad I
1: didn't have to write that study.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, cause you imagined, oh my god, I can only I imagine make, trying I'm to making, write that. I'm making
1: a joke of it, but it is, I mean, that's uh, a typical, a typical paper probably has like 50, 80 maybe. Yes, uh, you try to write out 6,000 references. Yeah, oh and my I'm god. I'm making light of it, but it, it, I shouldn't actually be cause it's, yeah, it just goes to show how much scientific literature is backing yeah. these, uh, yes. this evidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, climate science deniers like that. You just you just got to shake your head. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Other things they're worried about. If we go to two C, insects, which we all know are vital, uh, they're going to estimate ha- half the habitat will be gone for insects if we hit the two degree C. Ninety nine percent of corals lost. Like it's just it's just crazy. And you know, it's the United States and Brazil are the two right now that are fighting. Politically, you know anything with climate change based on who's in office. Sure, where the rest of the world is moving forward, which is well, good. China, bless China, because they're they're recognizing that they are a big polluter, like well, Beijing and stuff pollu- like
1: that. Pollution, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They are they are they are uh, doing that. So what what they say we have to do? We have to cut carbon pollution by forty five percent by twenty thirty. That is right now what what this study is showing. So the things that Angie and I are telling you to help reduce carbon emissions, please, please, please implement those. The more people around the earth that can do that, we will reach that goal. Yes. Right? You know, Reducing our carbon yes. footprint. And
1: for, and for those of you in the United States, and I'm not sure uh, what cycle in Brazil as far as voting people in and out of office, but we have a big election coming up here in the United States on November 6th where it's our midterm election, so a lot of there's room for a lot of change. So please mm-hmm. vote if you can, if you're a United States citizen, vote for mail, early vote. Now Uber is driving right. Uber, the the company that gives people you know, it's like a taxi service, is giving mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. rides to the polls for free that day. My husband's gonna drive people yeah. up from either nursing homes or um That's awesome. Wherever, uh in our minivan <laughs> that day.
0: Yeah. It's awesome.
1: So I think it's just I mean yeah, that's, that's great. the thing is like there is it seems to be this consensus of I know there's in the United States obviously there's people in power that are very pro mm-hmm. oil, pro F- fossil, fossil fuels, all that, yeah. Uh anti climate change, if you will. Uh but the, I almost feel like that's very it's a very select few. They just have a lot of power and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm. the younger
1: generation, myself included uh, see how I did that mm-hmm. there? I put put myself in with those millennials.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, we're young. We're <laughs> yeah. we are spring chickens. Uh
1: but we if we get together straight you're straight
0: out of college, Angie. You just graduated. I am I
1: just graduated. Thank you, Chris. I that's that's why we're buddies. Uh yeah. but if we all come together with our collective voice, I really like And maybe it's a circle I run with, the people I surround myself Mm. around, but I just, there's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, let's ruin the world for my kids. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't (laughs) see anybody saying that. So if there's comment, you know, any comments and solutions that people have or minor law changes like banning plastic bags Mm -hmm. or, uh, whatever it is, I feel like if they're reasonable, people will get behind them. And I definitely know that it might be the, the older fuddy duds. No offense. Mm -hmm. Or?
0: I, d- I, I'm just uh, I'm, you don't even want to know. When I saw when I was with my mom and, and dad and I was like, Oh my god, you guys are so horrible for the planet, and my mom was laughing. She's like, What? What, what are we doing? I'm like, You yeah, have the smallest think, water bottles, a say,
1: thousand I, of them, I know. They, I those darn water they bottles. They use
0: straws like crazy. I'm like, Mom, mom, I'm telling people not to do this, and I walk into your house and they're everywhere. Uh, I
1: mean, just drink water from uh, the tap, as long as you live in a
0: safe I know, city. I know it's just as clean. Oh my goodness. But yeah, yeah so I I think there's a yeah. certain
1: age where people, it's just very hard for them to change yeah. their ways. And that's fine. The younger generation yes. is going to come up and do their best and do their part. And that, right. I mean, that's the thing is I feel like high school and younger, these kids are, these kids are ready. If, I wish they could. Green. They're like, green. They are yeah. green. They are ready yeah. to tackle the world and help save our mess. And I mm-hmm. know they're going to do it, but we, the middle generation and our older generation need to help them out. It uh, yes. encourage that it was super charming. My four year old, four and a half year old, he went with his dad to get ice cream down the road from where we live. And when he got there, he told his dad that he wanted to get the ice cream in a ceramic cup, a reusable, cause it's like right, a coffee right. store too. Instead of right, right, always right. A cor- yeah. like styrofoam, like why, why styrofoam? And so, but, yeah. and, and you know, and of course we work with our kids a lot, but John didn't, he didn't right. prompt this or anything. This was just, just natural. Yeah. It's awesome. He said, he's like, oh, he's like, well, he's like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, well, daddy, I just don't want to see. Yeah. There's no you. There's no reason for this that container to go into a, a he called it um, a trash hill or a trash mountain. Trash
0: hill, yeah. Trash, hill, yeah, trash mountain, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Or
1: end up he's like even worse, end up in an ocean. And so if he can figure yeah, that out at like four and a half years old, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why you know everybody can't figure it out. And so but but but, but I it was know. very hopeful because you know I I, I do I worry about. My children, I worry about myself, uh, but even more so worry about my children or yeah. potential future grandchildren of what, yeah. grandchildren. What, what, yeah. what, do, what do they always say? We don't, the good old saying that we don't inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. Mm-hmm. And I think we haven't right. really lived yeah. by, by that or people in no. politics, no. people no, in no. big policy, big money. Don't. And, no. but at right. least in the U S and a lot of other countries around, you can use your, you can, Vote for change and vote vote for right, uh, right a cleaner planet. So and and it's it's
0: catching wind. I mean it's catching wind it around is, the earth. It it's, is. it's this this year's been big. I think and 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 I don't know if it's so much you know you and I just just keeping the pulse of it, but I think when we see the garbage patch being discussed and cleaning that up, plastics becoming a big de- deal, single use uh, plastics. Now,
1: I, I stayed at, I got to, uh yeah. on a girls weekend in the hotel we yeah. stayed at, they had, they brought us up straws and they were paper straws.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. little things like that where I just wouldn't even yeah. start, that's going to become the norm again, hopefully. And although these reports, if you read them, there are a lot of doom and gloom and trust me, there's some days that I just want to throw my hands up in the air and just kind of... Start especially ma- with
0: two kids. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Go take my boy, take my boys to yeah. uh, to boy Boy Scouts and learn survival skills. Yeah. I feel like they might need right, them right. in the next twenty or thirty years. Yeah. But yeah. then again, as I look around and read and educate myself, there's a ton of people that are just as horrified or more horrified um, by this recent study than than Chris or myself. Um, for instance, mm-hmm. my buddy who's not really my buddy. He's my dream buddy, Leonardo DiCaprio,
0: The <laughs> yes. conservation
1: crush. His, the yes, Leonardo yes. DiCaprio Foundation is making great strives for all things, for all things conservation, animals, planet, people, making, mm-hmm. making life better. And they're, you know, they're definitely on um, a mission to help keep the global climate change rise, at 1.5 or below. And this group has a a subsidiary group called Missing Pathways to 1.5C. You can check them out online uh, through his foundation. Mm -hmm. And this is basically an unprecedented movement of conservation groups, faith-based organizationists, and of course scientists that have launched major reports and studies to show how if they can transform the land sector, they can help slow down this global, this, this carbon in the air. And they have like a lot of different suggestions on how to do it. And one of it's actually um, saving and or giving back land to a lot of the indigenous and uh, native peoples. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. another is um, restoring ecosystems that have, of course, been devastated throughout generations and then improving management of whatever native forests are left. And also this group missing pathways is focusing a lot on agroecology. So how to basically merge mm-hmm. agriculture and ecology together in a sustainable way. So right. you want to, of course you have to have a farm, but you put some trees on it or you keep some trees before you clear right. the land or you re, you do some replanting. And so, uh, they're working mm-hmm. on different ideas with that and how to do that because obviously the more trees we keep around that, mm-hmm. Clearly helps us uh, fight off this excess carbon because
0: 600, Angie, that I need 600 trees to offset my carbon footprint. I remember doing that earlier. Well, let's get started.
1: I mean, it's almost, what do you want for Christmas? Johnny apple seed.
0: (laughs) Johnny apple seed. I I mean, and
1: that's, and and we're a little early for Christmas, but those are things to start thinking about over the holidays. That's true. Instead of giving all this junk, like,
0: Plastics. I, know, I was and like, stuff buy yeah. my
1: kids all this plastic stuff. I'm like, I don't. I try not to buy anything, any of that new stuff. I like to go to either resale shops right. or, in, you know, inherit it from a friend or uh, reuse it, things like that. Because it's like everything I look, at, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be in a landfill soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but a tree, like if I planted, John and his brother, they planted one of their Christmas trees, right. Many years ago. I will not yeah. say the years. I mean, brother, Dan, <laughs> it was Dan's Christmas tree. He picked it out, yeah. and they planted it in the front yard. And that thing is now amazing. Huge. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, be and every pretty cool. time I go visit their childhood home, uh yeah. I hear the story about it. And do you think that they remember any little car that they got?
0: From- no, 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 no. Maybe no. they had a
1: dump truck they used to, like, yeah. So I miss but, my
0: Star Wars toys because yeah, those would be worth a ton to... of money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They'd a ton of money them? today. Did you, yeah, you open the them? Sp- oh, I don't care. My GI Joes. That much money.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, 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 but no, so there's no, yeah, there's definitely some of those things, but yeah, think about that. Yeah. Like this tree. So I always try to do it either for Father's Day or some holiday. Yeah, it's uh, smart. Yeah. Do a tree and then, you know, who knows we will live in this house forever, but it's still there and it has meaning and so I don't know if I'm not going to get to 600 this year.
0: I I gotta, I gotta start planting. I gotta start planting. Well, let me, uh, let's switch gears to a little bit more fun news. And this one was really cool. So the North Carolina Zoo is involved with the International Space Station. They're doing a project. It's called Icarus and it's the International Cooperation for Animal Research Using Space. So one of the things we've talked about yeah, it's amazing. One of the things we talked about is technology. You know, one of the things I think Jesse and I talked about, I think you and I talked about it. I even think even Jim and I talked about it. You know, I, I remember with Jesse, I talked about AI, them using AI to look at photos at camera traps and AI can count camera trap photos like within, I don't know, an hour versus thousands of hours sure, of humans right. looking through it.
1: Yeah, efficient.
0: And, Yeah. And then we go back to, uh, Dr. Kim Getz. I think tracking blue whales, right? She was using that and talked a little bit about their tracking thing. Well, what the zoo's doing and what's, what's amazing in this is they are using animal tracking with their kudu. And so the astronauts up at the international space station have deployed the antenna and they basically just have an ear tag in the kudu and it's, it's, it's like five grams. It's really, really small. So The reason that's better is because our tracking like studies that are going on around the earth right now with scientists that use satellites, the collars are much heavier, much, much heavier and bigger because the satellites are farther away. So when you put a satellite into orbit, it's way, way up there. The space stations in low earth orbit. Oh, so you get a, you don't need it as powerful as a, you know, a big collar. So these are actually lighter, easier on the animals. And so they're testing this out. And again, the, the, the information that they're using can, can help track and save wild populations. I remember reading this study years ago when they used it with elephants and the elephant one, they have the huge collar with the heavy thing. And they were tracking these, these migrating elephants to see where they went to prevent human wildlife wildlife conflict, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of better understand where they go. So again, technology helping species. I, it it's a lot of good stuff coming, and you know, kudos to the North Carolina Zoo using. Their, oh,
1: kudos for kudu. Yeah,
0: kudos, there you go. I was trying to get there. You're way better than I am with the puns. So uh, you know, shout out to them. That was that was really cool. I really. I thought that was amazing. And again, working with the International Space Station with conservation. Well,
1: yeah. And I, I know that a lot of studies too with, uh, with the collars, I mean, I think some of those collars can be in several hundred dollars and then the animals lose mm-hmm, them or mm-hmm. they don't fit right. So mm-hmm. if they could do it with just a little tag, that would be
0: probably yeah, probably very much yeah, more, so much way better. more
1: efficient, more cost saving. So yeah, right. zoos helping uh, animals in the wild. Gotta love it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And in space, I love. And NASA, North Carolina is beautiful, NASA.
1: and I would totally live there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Angie needs a job, so. And I need a job. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anybody out there in the Research Triangle? Let's see. All
0: right, there with you. All right, there with you. All right, so you said something about a whale.
1: I did. Yes. Yeah, so uh, recent yeah. news, just a few days ago. A story popped up about a narwhal, which we have yet to cover on mm. on the pod, but it's definitely on the books the on the radar yeah, yeah the um the unicorn of the whale species right yes um, yes and but a narwhal, a solo narwhal was hanging with a group of belugas, and a lot of people are probably familiar with beluga whales from the popular show Finding Dory. Oh, yeah where there was Bailey. Bailey. Yeah,
0: that's my three-year-old's favorite. He mm-hmm. loves that movie.
1: They would send out echolocation <laughs> with her head. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway- Bailey so yeah, was a boy. Starwhal. He
0: was a boy. He oh, was a boy. I'll should, correct you. Bailey was a boy.
1: You should correct me. Yeah. I uh, I still haven't watched a ton of these movies because my kids are just coming up. Yeah, like they're, getting whole, they're getting there. They're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the story goes that the sci- scientists that work for the nonprofit group for research and education on marine mammals, their an acronym is GREM, mm. recently saw this where there's a pod of, of 10 young male belugas mm-hmm. in the St. Lawrence Estuary near uh, basically Quebec, Canada. Right. And lo and behold, hanging out with the crew, with the young dudes, <laughs> is this, is this narwhal, funny. right? This cool it's unicorn like, on the sea. And it was—it's a gray speckled narwhal, and it it has a single twisted tusk, right? Which is a an extension of a tooth. Is that right?
0: Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: we, I, yeah, we haven't covered that yet, but I think I learned that from Wild Kratts. Right. <laughs> so, I
0: know. I know. Yeah. Uh,
1: but researchers really aren't sure why this guy is traveling with a pod of belugas, um, because narwhals. They are social creatures mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. and they usually are found in groups with other females like females run with females mm-hmm. males run with males and then of course moms and cats go together so they're, they're definitely on a social <laughs> social scale Just
0: see the cartoon about that, like the Far Side, like (laughs) invited this guy or something, you know, (laughs) just something funny about that.
1: Yeah, so but the behaviors seem very normal. They seem playful. There's Mm -hmm. there's no aggression. They don't. The belugas don't seem to be bothered by his big pointy tusk. (laughs) tusk.
0: (laughs) It's like watch out for that thing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and but it is. Of course, it is puzzling to researchers. Um, and and they don't really understand too because. Uh, narwhals and, um, and researchers are also a little puzzled about the communication between the two species because, interestingly enough, belugas are referred to as the canaries of the sea because mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. such a diverse acoustic repertoire. So that, right. I, I really now I'm like, my curiosity is, oh, yeah, we got to cover those guys yeah, yeah. soon. But yeah, so they don't yeah. know, but they, they, they can see them interacting through bl- bubble blowing and just doing this similar behavior so they think they they think they can communicate but they don't actually know the extent um right right and so there's <laughs> you know there's theories out like, there i've been
0: to this call them like it's gary you know what's gary doing now? i know, you know i you know well, the it, like is...
1: the other thing is it's oh it's, it's a lot further south than a narwhal would typically be but mm-hmm, researchers mm-hmm. are pondering well maybe there's not that many narwhals left i don't know the numbers off the top of my mm-hmm. head and so now they're forced to look for friends or All social right. mates right. further let's, than they should. Um,
0: in our next four species, let's cover narwhal. We'll, yay. We'll just, I think, I
1: think
0: well, we, we need should to learn cover more about them. them. I, I mean, mean, cause
1: I don't know how many are left. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're heading south to find friends because they can't find friends or mates yeah. where they're at. Um, they're just, you know, researchers just are not sure. Um, but
0: yeah, it makes me really want to learn more about yeah, them. Yeah.
1: But, and we talked yeah. earlier on the podcast about technology, and I think it's really cool mm-hmm. to note that this was actually all observed because the Grem scientists that found this they actually used drones to, to, right. to uh, observe about 900 belugas in this area.
0: That's oh, that that's crazy. That extend from oh. the
1: St. Lawrence Estuary to uh, a fjord in Quebec, Canada. So
0: is that uh, is that how you say yeah, is that how so, you say it? Michigan, Quebec, not Quebec.
1: No, no. Let
0: me try <laughs> you know, you see like you raised it like five times. I'm like, <laughs>
1: no! well, and actually, I, I I might be mistaken. I'm not sure. Is it Saint Lawrence? Yeah, I think
0: so. Because this,
1: this was seen in Saint Lawrence. But Ask I don't Danielle. Know
0: that's she would know. Near. She's from Toronto. I don't
1: know. Yeah, where's where's Danny?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, man, our Canadian fans are not gonna
0: be you today. <laughs> Quebec.
1: And fair enough. Well, they don't like. They don't like. They don't well, like and Quebec. I, and I don't know where so. the Saint Lawrence Estuary is.
0: No, yeah, our, it's now William, my friend William, he's, he's, he's a French Canadian, but yeah, I don't think any of the other Canadians like the French Canadians. So we're not going to go there, not starting World War three up there. We love our Canadian listeners. I love yes, Canada. No,
1: I love, I love it. I, I actually have never been, I'll say it right. I've never been to Quebec yeah. or, um, I have been to Toronto, yeah, but yeah. yes, I have not been. Um, nor have I been to British Columbia. Uh, that's the best. I was
0: just telling somebody, like you know, New Zealand's pretty, but my God, no, no, British Columbia is the prettiest place on Earth. Period. Vancouver Island is. That's just... what I've
1: heard. So the girls that I was doing yeah. the girl weekend with, Were were kind of tossing around maybe Calgary. Oh, uh, yeah. Next time, however, how many ever years from now we're able to actually get people to watch our. Kids but that's not British that. Columbia. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's nowhere. You go to Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver's British Columbia.
1: Oh shoot. Yeah, you're just are failing
0: you? the Canadians today, Angie. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <they laughs> I'm glad, glad you didn't say Mexico City. <laughs> We're going to go to <laughs> No. That, well,
1: so Calgary, that's over one more. It's like Alberta, <laughs> isn't it? Robinson, yeah, 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 Alberta. yeah. You're yeah, right. You're yeah, right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but I would do, I would, we talked about, just so you know, yeah. we did talk about Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver's and, gorgeous. And, Calgary, and Victoria, like dual, like dual, you go across the a sound. Dual oh, trip.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: If I was that far, if I was that far, um, over and West, up, yeah. I would want to do I would want
0: to do both. Oh, it's beautiful. How do you
1: pick how do you pick which one's
0: better? Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's beautiful. All right, let's go with good news. Um this one was was good and I've got to give kudos to the Nepal's Department of National Parks and Wildlife Conservation. And I I think we talked about this in the leopard episode if I remember right, but they I know I was reading a study about snow leopards and how Nepal has really stood up and started protecting snow leopards, working with the local people. Well, this came out, Nash- or National Geographic, uh, September 26, 2018. So a few weeks ago, but we haven't done this in a while. But scientists estimate there are now 235 wild Bengal tigers, and that's a huge leap from 2009 when there was only 120. So yeah, great news, Chris. Yeah, they're rebounding big time there, and Nepal is doing a lot to protect them. They basically what they use again camera traps using technology, then some some statistical modeling to estimate that the tigers there are on the rebound. And what they're doing is is they know human wildlife conflicts, so they're sending you know setting up this preserves, you know, so the tigers have been extending out. What was really cool about this was. They more observed about the behavior Mm. and the cub behavior. And they were saying that they really can see that it's a healthy population because the cub, because the cubs are playing a lot. And what that indicates to them. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know (laughs) is that the parents are healthy. There's more energy, the, the the cubs are fed well and they have more energy to play and be rambunctious. So they said that's really, really good sign. There's only about four thousand tigers left in the world. Again, the species we'll cover at some point. Um, you know, in the next you know, few months I'm sure tigers will will pop up there at some point. But that's good news. Nepal's doing a great job. And again, that's giving us the blueprint, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And especially yeah. to do it with such a, a large mega uh, carnivore too, mm-hmm. uh, that needs land and, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can mm-hmm. do and cause think of all the other species below, yeah. lower than the oh, type yeah. they, they said, are probably yeah. are also protecting, right? So. Oh, well, they
0: said sloth bears, yeah. they have the greater one horned rhino, mm-hmm. great hornbills, sambar deer, uh, Asian elephants all in, in that area. So, you know, when you start, Doing things like this, it's going to affect more than one species, right?
1: Yes. Oh, I would love it. That's great news, Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: that was good. That was good. That was good.
1: And my lovely news comes about my favorite, the Grevy's Zebra. zebra.
0: Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can pronounce
1: it differently depending on where you're from. Grevy. And, of yeah. course, the Grevy's Zebra. Quebec. Mm-hmm. The Grevy's Zebra is the three <laughs> of the largest species. They're found in Kenya right now. Historically, they're up in uh, Ethiopia as well. But there's only about, mm-hmm. mm, they estimate thousand, uh, right? about 2,500, to 28, depends. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, okay. And, okay. um, and a lot of that's, uh, been through great efforts. Uh, one of my dream places to go on my bucket list soon is mm-hmm. Lewa Conservancy in Kenya. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. them and
1: hang out with, with the Samburi people there. And of course, um, the Lewa Conservation Group that does amazing things and, but yeah, and so great news was announced that an endangered grevy zebra, uh, Philly, a little female, was born at the mm-hmm. Marwell Zoo in Hampshire, UK. So it might be Hampshire. Hampshire, okay. UK, <laughs> by the Marwell yeah. Zoo. Hampshire, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I had an English accent. Gosh, that would be amazing. Anyways, um,
0: <laughs> so. You have your, you have your oh, Michigan accent. Know, it's alright.
1: I, I I love my roots, so, uh, go green, <laughs> go white. Uh, yeah, but yeah so. It's amazing Uh the, the, the little filly has been yet to be named, but she's very healthy and her mom is being a great mom. And so uh, this is a really awesome addition to the zoo because uh, the Marwell Zoo does a lot to help out in conservation overseas in Africa. So this is like a great uh-huh. new addition to help kind of document and demonstrate to the public what all that they are doing in the wild and, the, and that, and these animals, uh, yeah. uh, um, should be conserved in the wild. Right. So, I, yeah. we, yeah.
0: I was just going to say, we got to do gravies soon. I know you're dying oh, to yeah. do gravies. Like my
1: baby. I know yeah. we've even had a few requests for it and we, we yeah. will do it as we, um, as we were, uh, we're at about our year mark yeah. at this yeah. point in time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just, we're just hitting our groove, people. Yeah, Stick around yeah. and you are going to see, we're going to have species that are going to change your life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the yes. grubbies will be one of them. And they, yeah. and people probably, a lot of people don't associate zebras with being endangered because they see mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. when they watch blue planet during the migration. Yeah, but
0: plain zebra, that's yeah. where
1: it comes in that there are three different species, distinct mm-hmm. species and, uh, that one of them is uh, critically endangered.
0: Yes, 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 yes. No, they're definitely on, on our list. Uh, Narwhal is going to be there very, very, very very soon. All right. So discovery of a new species. This one is really pretty. And it's a new fish that they found off Brazil. And they named it Tosinides aphrodite. And oh. this thing is gorgeous. It is green, yellow, and bright pink. It is amazing. So they found it about 400 feet down, um, off one of the arch- archipelagos there. It's just a beautiful fish. Obviously there's so many more species we need to discover, but I just saw this one and it was wow. Just wow. Gorgeous. Hopefully we Save keep the, the reefs oceans, around. People. Here. Save I know. The oceans I know.
1: It's I like, love uh, snorkeling and diving and yeah it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be any fun to do that if there weren't no. beautiful species well obviously you wouldn't this thing that. i mean you this thing's amazing
0: like it's people gotta go the down? show notes, yeah people oh. gotta go the short the yeah. uh yeah they said uh exploring the deep sea coral reefs nearly oh. four hundred feet underwater amazing saint paul rocks, yeah, so hmm. it's pretty it's pink and yellow That's yeah, beautiful, beautiful
1: oh, well, it sounds like we were on the bright color mm-hmm. tip this uh this okay. looking new species. But I have to report on today that scientists, uh, the scientists have discovered a hot pink. Okay. Sh- wait for it. S- yeah. Swamp eel. Oh,
0: God. Where's this thing from?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, this is the new hot pink swamp eel, which might be my new band. That I yeah, yeah. Name, uh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> was discovered in the Cassie Hills of, was discovered in the Kasi Hills of Meghala, India. So in oh, wow. India. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the researchers were actually looking for freshwater fish. So it was in this beautiful, mm-hmm. like, woodsy, kind of mountainous, green, beautiful area. They were looking for new species right. of fish and digging. And they were also looking for, like, legless amphibians that are sometimes mm-hmm. known, known to be in these swamp waters near fresh the fresh stream. Right, right. But right. instead, they unearth this creature that they're calling Monopterus wrongsaw. Okay. <laughs> which is hot pink, and it's blind, and... That's crazy. And like other swamp, swamp eels, it's lives terrestrially and is blind mm. and has sharp teeth. So... it's Why? It's cool. Why, yeah, it's why cool would it at. be
0: pink? I think it's it's got to be... Because bright colors in nature is usually a warning sign, Right. So, the physiologist in us, you see this bright pink eel.
1: The answer is actually more simple than that, Chris.
0: Okay. Okay. You tell me.
1: Yeah. So, it basically lacks pigmentation. Okay. So, it gets this hot pink color from its dense network of blood vessels just below the skin. Mm. Okay. So, okay. yeah.
0: So, maybe it just didn't need it. It's probably in a deep, dark thing, so it doesn't really matter, right? Maybe, I mean, but just, that's, yeah. It right. No and that's, pigment, it yeah. could be
1: something like you said, too, like, I, I, yeah who knows Um but it's really cool crazy. and it's yeah. definitely hot pink swamp eel and new species mm-hmm, discovered mm-hmm. out of India and this was a, a group from of scientists from London's Natural History Museum which I've okay, been to okay. which is fantastic so
0: uh, it's one I gotta go yeah, to yeah kudos one to them go to.
1: and this cool swamp eel
0: Awesome. Well, it just reminds me this week we posted a hilarious evolution. That thing cracked me up with the giraffe. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it would have been perfect if I found it two weeks ago, but oh my God, it's so funny. The tree keeps getting taller. So if you haven't Ooh. seen that, go to our Facebook page, like us on Facebook if you can. We, we appreciate it. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday with a new fun species. This That's one's super really fun, unique. Yeah. As Yeah. And then as we get ready for Halloween. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks for
1: listening.